Rufio, Rufio. Uh, remember Hook? That classic, that classic movie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, <laughs> a comedy video game design podcast inspired. Oh fuck, God! You know what I? Do? You don't fuck okay. up. Commit to it. Everybody inspired nope, by Polygon. To, no, no, I am doing no, it. No, 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 no. I'm going no. through it. We're I'm done going, with that. We're, we're done d- referencing we that brand, why? that IP. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I, I wear I wear our also. You started on our this face. episode off with a wild Rufio reference, and I have no fucking idea why. So like, I don't. I'm just see. gonna take it from the top without the hook reference because I don't think it was like part of a story or anything you planned on going no, into. No, why? Why not? Why not talk about? That's our opening bit. We're talking about Rufio now. Hello, everybody. My name is Blake Ram. No, uh, we're not talking uh, about co-host. Rufio. No, we're because we're well, not talking about Rufio. Rufio is a fucking cool dude. Dude, he's a guy with a mohawk and a skateboard. He has a red streak in his hair, and he's cool as fuck. Why are we talking about Rufio? Didn't Why did guy, you bring him here? Didn't that guy also become a Power Ranger? I think he did, didn't he? Like the actor who played Rufio, I think he went. Yeah, up, he but went like up, that's, that's still so not a reason cool. for you to bring him that's, up. Like oh, AJ, no, why do we bring stop. up anything? Why do we bring up anything? It's called conversation. AJ. Usually, because we have a story to tell about it. You just like, I guess you took a shot earlier, and now you're like, time to record. Let me just channel my favorite person. <laughs> oh, in the you're universe. right. You're right. I Rufio, did have come to me now. Like, what? okay, no wait, no wait, no, 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 no. I actually, I see the parallels here. I. AJ informed me that he took a shot um, a little bit before recording, so I was like, "Okay, I guess, I yeah. guess I should take a shot. Let's celebrate this Friday, this early yeah, recording." That follows. Okay, yeah, that okay. tracks. You took a shot because I took a shot. I'm All right. there. All right. I know All right. that no, no, no. Stick with me. Stick with me. Okay, stick with, keep going. Stick, stick with me. One step at what, a time, please. What does rum usually go into? Tiki drinks. What do tiki okay. drinks usually have in them? Colorful umbrellas, flowers. What is the color of Rufio's hair? And does it look like something you put in a tiki glass? I rest my case. Rufio, there see that's I, I explained to you my train of thought. Does it work? No, it certainly <laughs> does not. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast, where we take your horrible, nasty, <laughs> cursed video game ideas from all over the internet and turn them into the next AAA titles. I'm your host, AJ Hart. Blake is the other person with us. And if you sense a different vibe in the room, it's apparently <laughs> fucking Rufio, I guess. <laughs> Blake and I are a little bit frazzled, admittedly, this recording session, because we are having to record things a little bit off schedule. You see, (laughs) I forgot completely up until about mm, a day ago that I will be leaving for about a week and a half to go to Utah for an off-wheeling, off-roading, camping, riding, and wheeling adventure. My dad got accepted by a magazine called Four Wheelers Magazine. It is on Instagram, and we will be going and getting his cool off-roading rig getting all sorts of photos of it taken to go into their cool magazine. If any of you lovely listeners would like to join us for that adventure, check out Trash Panda Off-Road on Instagram. That's my dad's Instagram. He's going to be posting up Instagram stories and posts <laughs> that include yours truly. And we're just going to be out there, you know, are you, wait, wild. Wait, are you, wait, did you just, you, is that your dad's Did I just Instagram? use our podcast to plug my dad's Instagram? Fuck yeah, I did. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's actually pretty, pretty wicked cool. But you know what this means, though? Okay, so you just said you're going to be out of town for a week, you know, doing some really cool stuff with your dad. Really, really quality bonding experience. There's some job opportunities opportunities there for you that means i'm all alone with the twitter i am all alone (laughs) with the spiritual successor brand everything is game and you know what if we're plugging things come to at spiritual suck with two c's People get kind of tripped up on that when we when we do brand what integrations. Are you, what are you people going are to like plug with on our Instagram feed? I'm just no, I'm just saying come to our Twitter. You can see me just actually destroy oh. <laughs> a brand in live action. You could see it happening in real time of me. Are you gonna be our... Rufio posting again? I, yeah. <laughs> just gonna Hey, hey everybody, welcome to Monday. It is two PM and you know what that means, Rufio time. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, two PM. You know what that means? <laughs> 
Rufio time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to Rufio week, where all we talk is Rufio. I don't know how long that bit can go on for, but it it's, it's you know, it's for me. Sometimes you got to do some things for you. And <laughs> and you know what? This 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 is for me. Also, side note, I don't know why I mentioned Rufio. Like, I'm not all that interested in him but as a character. I was I like the movie hook. It's just like... I don't know. He's like '90s cool, which is like present day pretty stupid. So like, <laughs> so even you have no idea why you were like possessed to to you know I actually call I think, out his I think, name. I think I do. I think I do somewhat know. Is like for some reason I was yelling prior to you and I recording. Um, or uh-huh. when we were doing our timing, and just for some reason that clicked in my brain. Like, there's that scene where they're like, Rufy, oh! Rufy, oh! And I'm like, and, I'm, and it's just like, I don't know where, I guess there was like a circuit in my brain that just, like, just, you know, stuck there with me. <laughs> Monkey brain said scream Rufy, oh, I Monkey get it. Brain. Well, there's always a place in the back of my brain for Hook. I like, uh... Uh, how old was I when I watched the movie? Nine-year-old Blake had a huge crush on Tinkerbell from that movie. So, uh, and twenty-five-year-old Blake, I, I'm imagining, still has a crush on Tinkerbell from that movie. Um, so, little fact about me, AJ. Should we? Should we? Should we talk games? Should we like stop talking about obscure characters from the '90s that probably a majority of our listeners have no fucking clue who they are? What you saying? The people don't know Julia Roberts has Tinkerbell in the hit movie Hook. Wait, that was Julia Roberts? I have such a crush on Julia Roberts! Oh, I love her and everything! <laughs> hey, Blake, some things never change. Monkey brain! I was literally... Oh, my God! <laughs> That's so funny. I, I feel bad because I don't... I didn't, rebe- I didn't remember the actress because I'm, I'm horrible with, like, faces and names, but... Oh my god, I have such a big crush on Julia Roberts. She's so pretty and cool and and and, and awesome. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough talking about. I think I'm ready to crushes. do what we do here on this show. I, I, hold on, let me check the list. Uh, let me just check the list that we the docket. Of course, we come in every week talk, with talk the things about that we want to mention. You know, uh, we ask have, how each other uh, are. Rufio's hook, Julia Roberts. Plug my dad's Instagram. Is there anything else we needed to talk about? I think that's about it. That's everything. <laughs> Now, Blake, I have here. You wanted to talk more about your uh, My Little Pony OC. Actually, did you want to? That's a filler. That's a filler. We'll 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 record that, and then we could just put it in when we need like an extra five minutes on on the top of the episode and future things. Good, right. good, right, good. Right, 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 oh right. yeah, that's a good idea. What if we did just like preload some like hot starts and like intro bits? Could right? you like, imagine? We we Is have to come scripted? in every goddamn week with like a oh what are we going to talk about this week? But like, what if we just sat down and we're like, all right, let's just bang out a bunch of like intros, and then we'll just splice them into the show at a later date see that's that feels of, like it's like meal dumb for no that feels dumb because you still have to do the work it's like i can picture somebody <laughs> pitching that like oh dude we're gonna save so much time this way we're gonna do all of our we're gonna bang out all of our intros i'm like that's the same amount of time it's just you're dedicating more time to do that specifically. In fact, you are costing more the time. The other bigger concern, Blake, would be the concern that those intro things would not be particularly germane and hot topic-y. Which, of course, we've thrown <laughs> out the window with our fucking sick 90s movie 10-minute intro. Yo, you know what? Here, AJ, I, I fucking bet you real actual dollars real actual monopoly money dollars that somebody the moment i said rufio somebody like instinctually just was like oh, started singing started screaming rufio with me like it's just like a it's a primal fucking thing and i bet you real ass money that that happened but regardless we've been talking about rufio for nine and a half minutes i have no idea how much you cut because you're a good quality editor and we nope, should none of it's been cut the, and now we've no, hit our 10 minute benchmark <laughs> we are legally allowed to start the show we oh, okay, have our 10 minute right. preamble which is of course a necessity and then we can do the show hey i by the way i joke but i did check out a podcast the other day that had no 10 minute preamble and i was like Man, y'all just gonna get right into it, huh? And it felt it felt bizarre. I didn't yeah. realize how important the ten minute preamble is. No, nah, it's fun. Like, see, doing this on on suck is kind of fun because, like, you and I for fifty minutes of the episode are like super. Like, this is exactly what we're talking about. But the ten minutes is like it, it leaves so much room for Rufio shit. It like Rufio style <laughs> shit. Ruf- where, Rufio type. Uh, like, sh- do you yeah, do you I think somebody you. could scream Rufio on a like? Do you, what would happen? if like hardcore history just came out of nowhere 
where they're doing the Fre- like the French Revolution. He just comes onto the screen. Rufio! Everybody would be like, what the fuck is happening? That's weird as fuck. But if he has that little five minute to ten minute window just to talk about whatever the hell he feels, bam. That's money, that's money dude. That's fun time. The, honestly, admittedly, the opening bits of this podcast are some of my favorite, and I, I do cherish them. All right. <laughs> if you cherish them so much, why don't you hit us with the first video game submission this week? I got to be the one to take us out of it? All right. Yeah. All right. This is what comes to us. We're going to go real serious here. The Real Boyfriend. No Mono. I always fuck that up. At No Mono 31. I'm just going to start calling you the real boyfriend. You're like a weekly submitter, and I should just go by that by now. You know you re- you misread that twice now, right? Did I? Did I say? Did I just it's say? It's Boyland, not Boyfriend. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, let me <laughs> let me go for no, it. No, no, Third- no. We're going for it. The real boyfriend. The real boyfriend. No boyfriend compares to this boyfriend. The real boyfriend suggests Egg Simulator. All right. So you might be thinking. What the fuck can you do with an egg simulator? No, I know exactly what it's going to be, but I oh. want to hear what your idea is first. I I would love to do this story of like I'm imagining we can approach this the same way that people the development team approached squares and rectangles that uh from Thomas was alone. Have you played that titular lovely game? No, but I think I watched half of a let's play of it. Okay, it's a quality game. I would recommend playing it. You can play it now on PS Vita before the stores close on PS Vita, of course. It's not available anywhere else. <laughs> I'm wondering if you can do this situ- this story, like this way more complicated and emotionally filled story, but it's just about a fucking egg. And I want it to be like this story where it is, you start with the egg, it's in the nest or whatever, and it's got to roll its way to get to some destination. It's like It's like that Campbell's soup can but with an egg and it's like way more precarious mm-hmm. where it's like <laughs> it, this it, is an I'm interesting direction i'm wondering i'm wondering if you could do a rolling platformer where you are constantly going down the screen trying to roll onto things but there are spikes there are flails there are objects there are abilities that basically change like maybe the material of your egg it becomes ice for one chapter or it becomes really slippery or it becomes really bouncy or I something. have a problem with this game What's submission that? What's that? I have a problem with the direction you're taking it it feels a little bit too much like like a like a video game, you know what I mean? Like no one wants mm. normal video games anymore. Like mm. platformer, snuzz, we've seen it. Horror yeah. video yeah. games, snuzz, we've seen it. Yeah, Resident Evil. Give, yeah, yeah. Resident it's Evil 8. all about experiences now, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. when when I think of experiences and I think mm-hmm. of the word egg simulator, my brain of course goes to one way that we could simulate an egg simulation, and that is of course passing a kidney stone. Oh. I was not at all expecting you to go that route. <laughs> I, I, okay, uh, go, go on. I don't know Can what you're saying. Can we gamify this? Gamify what? Like put a, a Nintendo Labo up your crotch and be like, oh, you got to pee it out. And then the game like responds to that. Like, what are you, what are, what are you gamifying? What, ex- what right. are you talking here, here, about? Here's what it is. Here's, <laughs> Explain here's what yourself, it is. you crazy <laughs> man. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> okay. How's it going? Welcome to my game show laboratory. We get two contestants that each need to pass a kidney stone. We bring them onto the show. We of course have it all censored. You can only see their faces. They then are forced to pass the kidney stone right there. They're given as much water as needed, and it feels a little bit like a competitive version of that one episode of Sunny oh Philly where in, in Danny DeVito passes the kidney stone. Now, I know you're wondering, how do we score this? And you know that picture, you know that chart that you get in the doctor's office with the little faces that are like, one is happy and ten is like, really, really hurt? Yeah. Is it so, so? Wait, hold on, hold when, on a second. When hold people on. are passing the stones, if they make that face for every second, they're making like the number four Apache face. Every second, they're getting four points, and it's titled. It's tallied up by golf scores by the end. Oh, okay. So you, I was thinking more along the lines of you have to pass the kidney stone, 
but it's like you either have to keep your heart rate down or you can't make any or you can't no, make I any a, I want a face-based scoring system because the people that are really good at this will be able to pass the kidney stone on phased the champions of the iron chef of this will Weird, be <laughs> Weirdly enough I I don't know if you remember this show but do you remember um Oh my god I think it was just called Silent Library it's just like you have to you <laughs> So you can't get on a- the new episode of Silent Library. Two contestants will pass a kidney stone. <laughs> so, so, but no, but instead of sound, it's face. So you can't show any expression yes. of fa- of pain. And here's uh, here. I want to throw two more two more wrinkles into this. One, it's also a race. So you're trying to get it out as fast as possible. Well, like, it's a I race because kid- the faster the faster you're able to pass the kidney stone, the less likely you are to be making faces yes. and racking up the face points yes and you know what we call this show aj instead of romancing the stone we call it racing the stone <laughs> romancing. <laughs> romancing the stone. i think that's a movie right romance yeah it's like a, it's some i think it's another uh, another wacky 1980s rep 1990s reference or it could be called remova the stone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my. <laughs> so what wow, do we think about like, this crazy wacky game the, show? Um, I, you know, I I'd watch it. I'd watch at least one episode. I'd watch it the <laughs> I same. I would watch a YouTube highlights, but <laughs> I would watch it in the same way that I watched. Like, I would watch it through osmosis on like Facebook yeah. and Twitter, the same way I experienced like three episodes of Ninety Day Fiance through Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> like, I would not seek this out, but I, you know, those clips are going viral. I'm gonna see those clips on TikTok. The amount of giffage going on from this oh, show. Oh, the gifts. It's just like the faces that people make. You know what's, you know, okay, okay. Let's look into the logistics of this as a game show. You have to constantly. Who's the host going to be? Yes, uh, that is a great question. Somebody with stone in their name. Uh, Keith Stone, no, uh, the guy who cracks beers. Hey, like Blake. Yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, oh my God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he I'm just sorry, cut- I cut you off. What would be, what was your original question? I was also going with a wrestler. I was going of I think Keith Stowe, the guy who cracks beers together. What's that guy's name? No, Cold that was Stone, Stone Cold Austin. Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think Keith Stowe is just the name of a beer. So, but I love your idea of the Rock because he's hot right now. Like he's like hot in media right now, and like the idea of like the idea of him like getting in real close to somebody who's like weeping as they're just trying to pass this pain and he just does that little eyebrow lift right looking at the camera Ooh, while this dude's looking just like, like a big one big guy huh <laughs> <laughs> eyebrow wiggle uh and then i love that because that means that we're gonna have celebrity appearances who are also passing their kidney stones trying to win this game show what i also love is maybe the most <laughs> disgusting return of Dwayne the rock johnson's catchphrase of can you smell <laughs> smells like kidney stones and, uh, oh, this is stupid this is i'm gross. so upset so with gross. this <laughs> hey aj wait a second why was the how did we get here from egg simulator i'm so con- i'm so how did I you- imagine laying an egg would be very painful, and the only way that I can think of simulating <laughs> passing an egg as a human being is by piss- passing a kidney stone. <laughs> well, those things, like, not to get too gross content warning gross, uh, kidney stones get fucking big. And, like, it actually terrifies me that our body that's what is makes capable such a good of doing game that. Show. That's... What? Why? I, I don't... <laughs> Well, like, the fact that they get big and dangerous, right? Like, that's what made Fear Factor and Dog Eat Dog and American Gladiator so big and successful. Real quick, though, going back to the logistics of this thing, you're going to have to, like, all of the people who feature on this show are, like, so last minute because it'll be like... Oh God! I have a kidney stone. I have a kidney stone right now. Let me fucking call up this game show, and then they go like, "Oh, you're here. We're filming right now, live on tape. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go." And they have to fucking hold in this kidney stone or whatever kidney stones do until they can get it on film. We don't have to worry about any of the legalities of it because it's going to go on YouTube Red, and it's Calvin Ball over there. <laughs> All right, AJ, you give me a game. 
I think we've talked okay. about I think we've talked about kidney stones for long enough. This comes from McBuzzer on Twitter at McBuzzer, an N64 action game where you have to use all three parts of the controller. Now, this is incredible, oh. McBuzzer. I read the first half of this, and you immediately in your Twitter recommendation gave the second half where my brain was already going. Maybe a cool, complicated mecha game could be made with it. Hmm. I mean, yes. Is there any like that brings up such a, a conversation that kind of makes me sad? There's no fucking good mecha games. Like I feel like they Not were super true. popular. Armored Core Four exists. Yeah, but how old is that game, AJ? Our technology is Xbox more complex. Three sixty. Everybody our... thought that X that Demon X Machina was going to be cool, but I don't think the controls clicked for anybody that I played that with. Yeah, you, me, and another friend played the demo, and like, it's not fun. It doesn't help that the demo didn't like actually give you an actual tutorial on how to fly fly your stupid. Well, machine. but that was that's fine. Like, I, admittedly, the controls were like super minimalistic. I, I think that game was more interested in the aesthetics of mechs and rather than actually making a good mech game <laughs> yeah you I, I think that what what we do need to play around with is the idea of like some sort of peripheral or different way to control a mech mm. um one of my favorite like arcade cabinets that i ever played was it technically wasn't a mech game it was like a sci-fi tank game mm-hmm. but it was like tanks but you had two levers on each side of the you it was a cabinet game with a seat and two levers on each side Rat. a left thruster and a right thruster and each mm-hmm. thruster had a gun on it so if you wanted Sweet. to move forward you had to push both thrusters forward if you wanted to go backwards you had to pull both thrusters back Fuck. and then you could push one forward and one back or like you know push them at different speeds to turn and stuff it was so fucking, fucking cool red. Well, the arcade cabinets are pretty, pretty cool. I wish there, I wish those were a little bit more common. Because man, have you ever played Battlezone? In a similar like vein, is like you're in a big thing that you have to like use your whole body to like pilot. Was Battlezone the drop down helmet that you put your head in, and it was the big yeah. yellow dome? Yeah. Well, actually, okay, no. That yeah. one, that one was different. Actually, that one was different. That you're thinking of a different game. I don't know which game you're thinking of, but this is like a game. I want to say from like the 1980s, because all of the graphics in it are wireframe. They look like asteroids, basically. But it's like you know, actually, you know, the grid in Tron when like the bikes are like rezzing in. But before yeah. they become like physical shape, the whole game is like that, and you're a tank just maneuvering yourself around. See, I I love the concept of doing some sort of full body experience here, but I want to take a game, a book from an unlikely mech game. Have you ever played um mech mini mech golf super a uh, giant mech golf? Giant mech golf. Yes, I have heard of this game. Every single one of the mechs has a different little mini game that you have to do to determine how well you hit your ball. What if... Mm, I'm out. No, 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 no. Stick with me. Stick with me here. Stick with me here. I don't want to do the minigame part. I want to do the thing that every mech feels uh, that is piloted differently. So... There we you go. Could be, yes. You could be, okay. Yes. You could be playing this game, and it's like it's like an old thing. Uh, it looks like oh, you haven't seen Big O. Big O, he just has gas pedals and like levers that he just... Well, rotates around himself like a bow flex. We stick with the submission and we keep mm. the idea that it is all on the N64 controller. Okay. But I think okay. that staying on the Nintendo 64 controller does not remove the idea that yes, every single one of these things plays differently. Because mm. as we know, the Nintendo 64 is a hell controller made by clowns. What are you talking about? It's like, it's still used to this day. Actually, no, I'm thinking of the Who GameCube the fuck controller. uses a Nintendo 64 controller? You're right. Sorry. I was thinking of GameCube controller. For some reason, my stupid fucking brain was like, yeah, those are the same thing, but they're not. They're very obviously not. They're both <laughs> ugly as all hell. I'll give you that much. Yeah, but one of them is still used professionally, so you got to give it some credit. Still credit, like, credit, credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what do you... So, are you saying, like, different mechs use different parts of the controller? Like, you could have one mech who just uses, like, the... Actually, I don't even know what... The... I've been picturing this with the GameCube controller. What does the what does the Nintendo 64 controller look like? Do you not know what it looks like? I'm, I'm imagining it's one... Oh, no, I, no, I remember this. Okay, I was... <laughs> AJ, you're gonna fucking laugh, but I was thinking of this controller, but put GameCube on top of it. <laughs> So I was thinking of the right controller, just like the right, I don't know, I don't use GameCube controllers. I'm sorry, you thought that this was the controller that people used to play Smash still competitively? Yeah, 
I mean, don't they? Isn't this the controller? Isn't this the one that people are always raving about and will pay like dozens and dozens of dollars to get their hands on a copy? No, this is known as one of the worst controllers ever in history, uh, period. Uh, okay, then see, that's because perfect. of course it is. Look at it. On three a, no, palms, AJ, three AJ, different, you only have no. two hands. Uh-uh. No, here's the thing, AJ. People love to shit on this controller, but that's because they never experienced a game that taps into its truest potential. How many games actually use that center little knob? Bet you not a lot, because it was probably not... It was... The technology wasn't there. Like, games just didn't really tap into it. Okay, I see what you mean. You're saying that the problem with the Nintendo 64 controller is that no video games at that time took full advantage of the the control scheme. Yes, yes. Yes, and that is what our mech game will do. Because Mm -hmm. much like a mech pilot with you needing to swap over to different gears and knobs and doodads, Mm -hmm. this game will force you to swap over to different gags, doodads, and, flips, and, AJ, and switches, no, no, no. all and by moving your hands also, around the controller. Also, Nintendo 64 was ahead of the game. And you know why? Because it has three handles on it, AJ. What's really mm. popular in gaming right now? Teams of three. You and two very special friends have to share this controller at the same time to mind meld to control your mech. That is how one of the mechs control. Like, we're talking like Pacific Rim. It's like you and you and I, we're best buds. I think you and I could hop into a pilot mech and we could like sh- do that sh- brain share thing and, and pilot a mech. What if you have to do that, but three of you have to stand next to one another to hold this one controller? And that's hey, using all of it. Yeah, what's up? I love this idea of forcing three people to use one Nintendo sixty uh, Nintendo sixty four controller. Can I ask a quick, just one quick little itty bitty teeny tiny question? Yeah, yeah. What's up? How do we stop them from using two hands? Um, um the answer, the solution is not to make them n- stop using the second hand. The solution is that it is three players and two controllers. Oh, so th- everybody. Oh. So here. So now we can oh, break things yeah, down I, into different okay, tactics. You're right. Perhaps you're there, perhaps right, you're there right. will be a play style that does have one hand on each controller. Perhaps mm-hmm. there will be a play style where three people do one. One person gets two on two hands on one controller, and then there's one straggler that has to have one hand on each of both. Oh but my god, that's regardless. That's cool as fuck, <laughs> I, that's a great using, way. Everything will be in need of all six. Th- pieces of the two controllers being used at all times things will need to be toggled swapped changed flipped around so that people can make their cool mech transform make their cool mech run make their cool mech take out a different gun it will be full range of motion create used only only made capable Mm -hmm. by the cooperation and collaboration of three people I, I love where you're going with this, and it, and it's and it reminds me of something that's like so surprising. In like a lot of PC games, like one of the big thing that's popular right now is simulators, and because people just love the idea of meticulous, realistic tasks that they can perform from the from their like desk, like trucker simulators, farming simulators that are so like so tedious and so like time intensive it surprises me that there are no fucking mech simulators out there because like let's be real if like a mech happened right now like right now in the year 2021 the time of recording this it would be so stupidly complicated to operate like just movement like it, like you're doing a bipedal system that has to walk like how do you fucking control that yeah, is yeah, it like yeah. a gas Our three like, player yeah. two yeah. controller nintendo 64 based hardware game will be just as difficult as piloting an actual mech and that and you know what's cool about that then in <laughs> in 20 years when we need like mech pilots this will be like a real ender's game situation or we just have them practice. <laughs> pra- and you know what else I love about this? This, of course, like doubles down on the concept of like you know we've we as a society have been erasing the fourth game player, the fourth the fourth player. We hate the fourth player. It's all about three player now. We love three player co op, and we've all been concerned about watching couch co op die. But worry not. Couch Co-op is back with three people. It's back in the most inconvenient way possible. (laughs) Get people to love that shit again. But see, honestly, no, here's the thing, though. I think the way with how kind of the modern like sort of era works online, people love doing experiences like this and 
just doing like, oh man, look at this wild fucking thing that's so inconvenient. Let's see how well we can do at it. I think in a way it could revitalize certain co-op. Like, oh wow, that was a it's fun gonna experience. It's going to revitalize co-op. It's going to revitalize. Hey, we're, we're approaching, we're approaching post-pandemic. This is going to be the game that gets people real up and close This is and the one you can with do it. with the homies. You can be sitting there with this your buds. Is- this is a game that, you know, just because of the geometry of it, someone's sitting in someone's lap, you know, while we're piloting robots together. Hey, I want to, you know what this game is? This is a game that captures the complications and the, rom- like, eroticism of pa- brain melding and uh, playing and doing <laughs> robots together. You, this That's what this is. Yeah, like any, no, I totally agree with you, like. In all of the mech series I've seen, where like the two romantic partners are operating the if same, two mech, are, if two people yeah, if are, if two people are piloting the a robot, part, they are in love. Yeah, there is or an inherent sexual tension to that. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It's, never mind. I was, I was going a different well, route. Look, with that. hey. No, I agree with you. When there was, was a the kid, in the beginning of Pacific Rim, it is him and his brother. There ain't nothing nasty there. You telling me he won't try and get it with that one girl by the end of that movie, though? Yeah, they, they definitely. Yeah, it, they definitely fell in love. Traditional Hollywood fall in love bullshit because they went through something together. Yes, I get. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree with you. You can only go through so many hardships with your homie sitting in your lap, while or one or two of your homies sitting in your lap before something happens. Before somebody kisses somebody. <laughs> well, you'll. Be be caught in the moment are you with how difficult and how like synergistic you have to be you'll be caught in the moment who's to say what happens that's so funny because what if two things will happen there aj so the traditional win like hey you just got through you know halo 2 with your buddy and you guys high five and all this shit with this you have been like your bodies have been touching the whole time one of two things is gonna (laughs) one of two things is gonna actually one of three things is gonna happen um everybody's gonna be super awkward about it upon winning Two, everybody's going to start making out. Or three, two people are going to start making out, and the third person's going to feel left out. (laughs) I want to put a pin in this. Um, This game will rule. I know that somehow we'll get the term poly in the naming convention somewhere. I just haven't decided where, if this is where we go. Well, Blake, why don't you hit me with I, another video let game? Me, let, me hit, let me hit me with a tape real quick. Mech up or make out or so, something along those lines. Mech out isn't bad, me- actually. Mech, mech, out, mech out is out. very good. Because <laughs> it almost sounds like necking, which is also like a, a, another it inherent also almost, like, sexually yeah. thing. <laughs> All right, let's put a pin in mech out. Do you have another video game for me? <laughs> yeah, I do. One second. All right, this one comes to us from Ali Cat, Millennium Hoo-Ha, the tried and true, wonderful submitter. Thank you so much. Cooking Mama-style game where it's Bowser cooking for his son, Bowser Jr. Point of order, really quick, just from the top, I need to make this out. Blake, so far we have a video game about passing a kidney stone and a video game about creating tension with people all in close proximity so that you have to make out, maybe. Can we please keep this one, like... I don't want a gross factor in this one. Can we do that? Oh, I, I wasn't going to go gross factor. I was going to go like okay, good. really. I was going to go like cutesy destructoid kind of vibe with this one. Okay. Okay, hit me okay, with okay, it. okay, 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 okay. One of the big things about Mario games, especially Mario Odyssey, is like, oh, they've, gra- they've you know, all the this specific item from this land has been taken. Like in Mario Odyssey, it was like all of the different things are wedding themed. In another game, it's like, oh, all of the kings have been transformed into animals. I'm wondering if you can do a thing where this is like a reverse Mario game where you are playing as Bowser prior to a Mario game, collecting all of the different recipes to cook this fantastic meal for their son. It's kind of cutesy. It's not necessarily a platforming game. I'm picturing it more along the lines as like a destruction kind of game. I don't necessarily know what that quite that means quite yet, but like he's collecting resources at the end of every level to cook this fantastic meal. But I'm wondering if you can do a thing where it's like in between every level, you get that cooking style, that cooking mama style thing. So like level one, hey, I'm going to make the appetizer for this like seven course meal or whatever. But it turns out I need some I need some pepper to put on that salad. So you do you do the level 
and then you get that pepper, and at the end of the level, you could do that cooking mama style thing where you make that salad. Oh, you're on to the next. You're on to the next thing that you're cooking. Let's cook some fish sticks. I don't know what Bowser eats. Maybe he eats fish sticks. Would it be a, a destruction-based puzzler then? Perhaps that, like, you have to go through. You're loaded into an area. Let's say it's mm-hmm. uh, a restaurant. And mm-hmm. you know that there are ingredients in this restaurant that you want, and so you will need to destroy and break and bash your way to those ingredients, but mm-hmm. you can't break the walls, uh, the support pillars, because then you will crush the ingredients. You see Real what I mean? Question. Like, Actually, let me, let me ask you. You want to burn a wall down, but you don't run a roast those weenies now, because if you could... roast the weenies now, you won't be able to roast them for the dinner. I wonder if you can do a whole game that is built around just destroying shit. But it's like uh, also yes, you can. There op- is a video game that I can play. Well, I know, I, for yeah, this. Gor- I know, Gorilla, Gorilla. Uh, no, 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 no. There was a game that was really popular on Steam a little while ago. I want to say it was just called Break 'Em All or Breakdown or something like that. It was uh. like a physics-based destruction game. Well, what if we did something like that? But it has the. Oh, you haven't played Mario Odyssey yet. Oh, you've played you've played Mario Sunshine, right? Where you can like it's a, it is a open world-esque thing but there are a bunch of sub worlds that you can go to within the top world and then the un- and then the over like the sub worlds in it or mario 64 is like you have the top world is like the castle and then you get to go to all the different worlds through the paintings i'm wondering if you can do a similar system like that where bowser is going around uh, um and in, in this game maybe it's not necessarily stars but there are like a bunch of little things that they can like destroy and then collect things from so like maybe instead of stars it could be like spike balls like mace balls i think would be the thing maybe he collects because they're kind of star shaped i guess but he wouldn't eat those <laughs> i mean he wouldn't eat those but i get uh, I, oh yeah yeah that's right we got to kind of keep in the food theme so maybe he collects i think oh he collects you... snacks it's snacks it's like it's not like meal based shit it's just like and you can have a lot of fun with that because you can have like oh he just found a bottle of ramune ramune ram Ramune. Why, why did you reach for something you can't pronounce? Just say Pepsi. But that's not. No, it's not fun. It's not cute. <laughs> Pepsi isn't cute. It's cool. Have you seen Pepsi Man? I think it's Man? incredibly cute. Okay, you're saying that, but imagine if Baby Bowser was drinking a Pepsi. God, if he like. Cra- <laughs> well, like it's a tiny Pepsi to fit in his tiny baby hands. <laughs> I'm picturing like those old like polar bear Coca Cola commercials, but it's just Bowser and his son Bowser Jr. cracking open some Pepsis. That would be okay. That, one- that would be okay, pretty adorable. Might I hit actually. you with this. What about that one commercial where Pepsi thought they could get Kylie Jenner to solve world, like just give us world peace, but instead it's a toad giving. Wait, what? Bowser the pepsi wait do you not wait. remember this no when, what is this um, i don't remember what year it was but they had some like pepsi advertisement where like there was this you know growing tension between a crowd of people and then a bunch of cops and then like right when things look like they're oh. at their most dire kylie yeah. jenner shows up but don't worry don't worry everybody she can I stop this do, she has I a nice cold this. refreshing pepsi cola yeah and we nothing, all know that the boys in blue <sighs> love the soda in blue <sighs> What? It was horrible, tone deaf, atrocious. But but don't worry, our video game can have a shot for shot (laughs) recreation of this. Except it's like fucking Daisy giving Bowser a fucking Pepsi. Yeah, like oh my god, actually, oh god, that I'm just picturing it's like there's some big battle about to happen between like Mario's crew and Bowser's crew and like Daisy and Peach. And show up with fucking Pepsis, and everybody's like beach party, and it's like, why is this a thing? Like, why is and this that would happening? of course be the end of the game? Yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole game is an advertising campaign for Pepsi. I think I think this is the direction we go. I think that there is no collectible snacks, and there is no collectible like food things. It's no, you just gotta, no Pepsi. AJ 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 AJ. No no no. We're gonna we're gonna keep in line with Mario here, and we gotta keep to this mission because it did say cooking mama style stuff so mario's the bad guy in this game and you know why he gets bigger like mario you know know why mario's the bad guy in this game because he's 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 the coca-cola sponsor and he's going to be constantly trying to fuck with you along this game as you are collecting a recipe to make pepsi that's the thing that's the cooking thing that bowser invented pepsi 
Well, maybe not invent. I mean, like, fuck it. Who gives a shit? We're talking about fictional people here. Like, yeah, Bowser invented Pepsi, the greatest monster to the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. Well, maybe not monster, because he is just trying to give his kid a mom. And, like, I I, I, I respect Bowser. He's a, he's problematic in the sense of that he does things bad and he hurts people. But I, I get him. I get him as a person. He does also try to desire. take over the universe. And I do he, think that that one's a greedy thing. But you know what? If I was as big and strong as he was, I would do it, too. You know, I bet you he was just collecting all those stars so he can build a nightlight for his kid who just really doesn't like the darkness. Like, see, that's the shit they don't tell you about. Or for power. (laughs) One of the two. But, hey, that's the ultimate power. Loving your kid, man? That's the ultimate power in the universe. I I get Bowser. I like that guy. I think he's an asshole, but I like him. (laughs) But... Here's the thing. So he's he's basically making. So it's a destruction based game where you run around and you're destroying everything so that you can gather up ingredients for Pepsi. In between each level, you are doing something to prep those ingredients for Pepsi. I would make jokes about that, but I don't really understand how Pepsi is made. Uh, Mario Uh, shows up to try to tell you to stop it, and then he says, no, don't do that. Drink a nice cold Coca-Cola instead, and we're like, hey, that sucks, Mario. We hate you. (laughs) Now, this is a Pepsi-branded game, so I don't think that we can, like, technically use, like, Coca-Cola. I think that Mario is selling what he's termed Coina-Cola, and it is a red Coca-Cola. It is a red Coca-Cola bottle. It just has a bunch of coins where the O's would be. Okay, I love that. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. And you know what's so, what we can do too? Like, (laughs) maybe every level, just really lean into that Pepsi integration. Um, Every level is is making a different form of Pepsi. One level, make a Diet Pepsi. One level, you're making real sugar Pepsi. Another level, you're making Crystal Pepsi. Who drinks that shit anymore? Probably one of the Koopa kids, like Ralph or some shit, or Iggy. Iggy, like, he looks nuts. You know that guy's drinking Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. He used to be a very calm, collected individual, and then he cracked into a Crystal Pepsi. And, <laughs> and then he drank Crystal Pepsi, and now he's no, like he, that. He, he no, used he to drank, have, like, a nice he, comb no. over and, like, a, a normal <laughs> pair of glasses, and then he drank a Crystal Pepsi, and his hair shot up like it is now, and he got his his normal glasses got big and silly. Not just a regular Crystal Pepsi. He was part of that crew that was like, hey, man, I found this Crystal Pep, this unopened Crystal Pepsi from 1992. I'm going to chug it. He was one of those people, and then he never was the same after drinking said Pepsi. <laughs> did you, did you know that? Like, there are people, like, they take a Crystal Pepsi, like a two-liter Crystal Pepsi, that has gone yellow from age, from time. It's not Crystal like anymore. It looks like wine. vinegar. It's It'll, amber uh, Pepsi. <laughs> Uh, this is our aged collection. We uh, age it in barrels. Okay, you're talking shit, but I know you, Blake Raya, and I know that if somebody approached I you and said, would... "No, no, don't, don't stop me," okay, you, if someone showed up to you, Blake Raya, and they said, "Check it out, I have Game Fuel from Halo 3's release," <laughs> you would drink it. Tell me yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, Look would. deep inside yeah, yourself. Would. Yeah, <laughs> <would>. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like to say I fucking did, you know? Like, I, I, I have no interest <laughs> in the flavor, but like... See, okay, I don't know. That's different because, like, Halo Three was like Halo Three was like 2010. Drinking a de- a ten year old soda, it's like okay, it's gonna be flat. Like that's the worst case scenario here. Drinking a soda that is nearly 30 years old, AJ, a soda a soda bottle that is older than me, older than I am. You're asking for vomit. You're at. You're gonna go to Vomit City. It is so disgusting, and, and I don't I don't know why that's a thing. Like. And it gets worse. Like there are people that eat like World War Two meat, like like tin can meals, and they open it. And they're like, "Oh, look at this thing!" And like, of course, they can't eat all of it because all of that. You stuff's have to gone, let like, the vitamins ferment. You have to what? You have to let the vitamins <laughs> ferment in the World War Two canned meat, so that when you eat it, it becomes stronger. Maximum sustenance. You got. Yeah. (laughs) It's like how you, you know how you have to let crops grow? You have to let all the vitamins get powerful in the World War II meat can. (laughs) Do we got time for another submission or should we just roll over to our nug? Yeah, go ahead and give me, give me another game that we can do that we could jump into our nug. I think, I think that's, I think that's the way to go. 
This comes from Brooke Wilson on Twitter, at Guileless Argon, an RPG where your stats are all corporate lingo buzzwords. Your HP is determined by your resilience, your speech by your entrepreneurship. Other fun ones could include synergy and solutioneering. This reminds me of the near replicant game I just played. I uh, think uh-huh. I talked about it recently on the show where like there's an RPG mechanic where you can get words unlocked for all of your swords and weapons and spells. Things like, oh, with this word it's like 2% less mana cost and 5% more attack speed. The catch is that those words are garbage bullshit fantasy words, and that sucks shit. But what if there was an RPG that you actually were, like, unlocking adjectives? Like, you had a sword, but you had to unlock the word sharp. But, spending it one more time, it was an RPG where, like, your personal stats had to have resume words. Words like collaboration, leadership, um, so, okay. entrepreneuring, What is, what is the game here? Is it, is it like you can only get these words to add to your quote? Like, obviously, instead of character like tree or character character sheet, we just call it your resume. Like, that, your resume outlines your character's abilities yes. and skills yep, and shit. Yep, 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 you've got it. So, so do you just have to take various jobs? Like... Like, are you, is this like a, mo- like, you know, it'd be kind of cool. What if this was like a, mo- I, I want to see more modern fantasy games where it's like regular, hey, it's 2020, but there's also magic here and shit. Um, okay. Ur- urban fantasy, I think is what they call it. Um, I'm wondering, uh, okay. it, it's like, it, it plays like, what's it called? Uh, that, that movie about the two brothers that have to save their dad who, uh, uh, that is Prince like, of Egypt. Not, What? No. Oh, very wrong, wrong two brothers. Uh, onward. <laughs> Disney Pixar's Onward. onward. Yeah, Disney Pixar's Onward. Um, you know, something along those lines where it's just like, oh, hey, it's, you know, the modern world, but there's fantasy. Yeah, it, it is fantasy, that fantasy type world. of setting. But what does the gameplay look like? If you have a character sheet that is your character resume that increases with different buzzwords that you're like, I love this idea that you're resilient. Like you have a health thing, but you can always like throw on the adjective in your resume. Resilient. Tough. Independent is a great, like, resume buzzword that would help increase your health. Oh, local uh, is another one that the people like. They like to know that you're ready to jump into this job as soon as you can. Um, local. Local uh, would be a movement speed buff, I think. Well, either that or, like, you have di- uh, your local then there could be a parenthesis into it, local wilderness, local city, and you have buffs within those certain, like, jobs within those districts or those areas. So it, it works like, uh, you and I are playing Heart right now, it works like domains. Like, oh, if you're in this domain, guess what? You roll with advantage on all, all while you're doing stuff in that domain. Now, um, what does this game look like? Is it a menu-based game? Because I, my immediate, like, impulse is, if this was a real game, is to push it towards, like, a, like a Newgrounds dating sim thing, right? Where you can constantly go back to your character sheet. That's the thing. I want to veer away from that menu-style gameplay as well. It, that's just like where my brain immediately went. But if we could do an actual action RPG where there are no levels and stat boosts, there are only words. Let me pitch you on something. The words representing your growth as a character is very interesting, and I like that. You can only attain those words by taking on jobs, and you can there's two paths you can do. You can be a contractor, which you can get a good variety of jobs that add like different action words to your character sheet, or you can become a career person. So you focus hardcore in one career and you yeah, gain and this a, would be yes. the difference between like being a player that goes out and does a variety of levels versus a player that like sits mm. down and just grinds out the same thing over and over and over mm. and over and over mm. and over. And and each word has different levels to it. So it'll be like um d- a dependable plus 4. So it'd be like you have four levels yeah, in that you word. Would do, you would do, the word like arc would be like independent, dependable, and then uh entrepreneurial. You know what I mean? Like they would passive they would, income. All you know, all those all those words well, that the, you know the idea of <laughs> Yeah, they're all fucking shitty buzzwords. Like you yeah. can't just like you can you know how like oh I hate resumes so much because you can't just say I worked the the cash the like the cash counter at a movie theater like you have to be like i led a d- small department in the f- what's the f- what's a resume word for like 
a food counter. Um, um, food dispensary. Concessions. Oh, concessions. Nice That's try. Really food dispensary is like a lower tier word than concessions, and you know that. Look deep <laughs> yeah, inside. Dispens- dispensary has like a vending machine kind of vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah. It has a weed store thing, and even oh, still, yeah, if I worked right. a weed store, I feel like I would prefer to put the word concessions instead of dispensary. Mm, that way, you you know, if you're being hired by uh, <laughs> by somebody who a don't government get position, it. <laughs> a government position. Well, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's I don't think it, it's not illegal. It's not. It's working. No, but I don't think government members can. I still don't think like government employees are. Oh, it's not federally legal, definitely. But like that good shit. (laughs) Okay, so okay, so let's talk about the game some more. So you can then. So what do these activities look like? Does it just become these collection of like MMO like fetch questy bullshit? Or yeah, like, it's MMO you know. fetch questy bullshit that you have to go out and you have to fight things and like like you were saying, it's modern fantasy. So like, there's dragons to fight and there's goblins to hunt down, but like, there's no way to look at your resume and know whether or not your character build is good. You mm-hmm. only have your resume and the feedback of the game. So mm-hmm. like, you can look at your resume and you could be like, well, I put local on my thing and I feel like I run faster in this area now, but I'm really not certain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I, I I have the concept for that game. I, I think it's fun, but I think it's time we get into our nug. Mech up and make out is, like, the way we should go. And I want to talk a little bit more about how we can really lean into the sexual tension that is pilot or the deep emotional... First like- things first, it's a difficult game. It is a fast and furious and difficult game. It feel- You've expressed that, like, Doom makes you feel really hot and heavy because you're constantly having to make judgments. I wouldn't call- say it makes me hot and heavy. I don't, like, walk away... I don't walk away from Doom Eternal with, a, with, a, like a, with a heart on, is what you're But getting- you walk away from it sweaty and panting. <laughs> which is yeah it kind of equates to the same thing but here's the thing this game's hard but so are relationships aj and we still do them we still commit we still we take still the time commit, to learn of course and we and we fucking make them work so i think that's what this game is all about so it's like you guys you three are operating this mech together and it is about building it you know actually in a way this kind of operates a lot like on a much more complicated level uh love in a dangerous space time where you're like all the little dudes piloting the same spaceship but yes. you each have different roles that have Here's to, that what you I'm going to propose do. then. Uh-huh. I love this uh, you're, because you're right. It, it is about teamwork. It is about collaboration. And it's about finding out how to make your personal setup of your three players work out. Mm-hmm. Right? You can customize your entire controller layout. Every mm-hmm. single piece of the Ooh, controller can be customized however cool. you want. That's cool. Because every play group is going to have – hey – Every trio, every little OT3, if you will, has to has their own little intermechanics and their inner workings. Okay, okay, okay. Actually, on top of this, you know what I just realized with if we're doing this controller system? You know, one of the hmm. big things you and I always have to deal with with our friend group is that there are just not a whole lot of games that all of our friend group can play at one time. Yeah, AJ, this is a three-player game only. No, 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 no. I'm wondering if you could do some sort of system. There are four slots in Nintendo 64, AJ. That's 12 people. That's theoretically 12 <laughs> people can be sitting in this room eat and, and pairs of or trios of three controlling their own individual mechs. So could you do a fighting game? Could you do something where you are all in a pit doing it like, it, like Earth Defense? I think you defen- could do bigger Earth co-op. Defense Force. You can do Bigger, yeah, Earth Defense Force. You can do bigger content stuff with multiple people. I, mm-hmm. I am wondering how big you can really get those things to get going. Mm. And you know what? That's not for you or me to decide. That's for our players. We do. <laughs> we will have rules in there about like you know we'll we'll sense when you're making it a little bit too easy to just have two people going. Um, well, how about well, how about this? It's the we just take that popular like Titanfall route. You have the solo campaign. Where, like, you and two friends can go through the campaign together, like, a way out style. And then you have those open, like, free-for-all bullshit things where a bunch of people can play at the same time. I think that would and be You know what I, think I that want to take fun. a page out of? What's up? I want to take a page out of that game Haven. You know ah. how, like, that, that new game Haven, I haven't played it, but my understanding is that it is about, like, a couple. And so, like, it, it from my understanding, is a game that has been incentivized to be, like, you should play this with a partner because yeah, these people are going to have some intimate discussions. Also, I think like that we take in the trailer, they straight book. up bang, dude. Like they straight up bang. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think trailer. in our cool mech pilot game, I think that our whole thing is like, you know, it's asking questions about relationships. Uh, it's asking questions yeah. about sexual tension. It's asking questions about like, you know, the 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 duo normative situation of our romances these days. Mm-hmm. We are constantly just pushing the edges on these things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. I think that (laughs) this game should be a game that makes you look at the two people sitting in your lap and think to yourself, what if? (laughs) Because those questions aren't asked enough these days. I don't want this to be a bit. (laughs) You're talking about a game where three people share one controller. Of course, it's going to have a game where three people share two controllers. Uh, you're right. Where three people share two controllers, of course, it's going to come off as a bit. It's awkward as fuck. We've done games. We've done games where we incentivize two people to like, you know, what, like get a little bit like, oh, Freaky. okay. Yeah, I, get I guess you, I you get and you. me are going to sit down and watch these two people just talk about getting nasty. But uh-huh. that was a game built for two people about those discussions. Mm-hmm, we there's mm-hmm. not there are no discussions in the public eye about poly relationships mm-hmm. and we have we can do that with a sick ass mecha game the bit is that <laughs> we're using cool. the fucking <laughs> nintendo 64 controllers and you have to be sitting very yeah. close to people to do this god it's gonna be so like you know it's gonna be interesting to see like people's barriers kind of like wash away as they play this game because obviously like i don't know about you but i like i have like things about being touched i like i just don't like it you know yeah you're saying that before 12 hours of us fighting off alien kaiju in our mech robots this is gonna this is gonna be like a 20 hour experience i hope you know this is like a full like you gotta you gotta make time for this every week like you do a 40 if you want to hit the late game content And then all the DLCs with different unlockables going on where you follow like exactly. a new, I, a new group This of is going to feel like feel like a Kingdom Hearts, right? Like you hit the 40-hour benchmark on it and you're like, I finished the game. And they're like, did you fight the secret boss? No. What about the second secret boss? The second what? What about the fourth and fifth and third secret secret bosses? And you're like, ah. Oh, all right. Oh, I guess I got to go grind. Oh, uh, shit. And also grind? <laughs> I wonder if you can take like a Pokemon style system with this where it's like you need to get through one area uh, that you fight your way through an area or whatever or grind to level yourself up and get new parts and then you fight a Kaiju at the end of it and then you go to a new route or new area. See, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I am wondering if this takes a bit of a Dark Souls type. Um, I'm pulling from Dark Souls in the world building system, right? This idea of there being like multiple paths that you can take on with short but very difficult encounters. And as the game goes on, you're finding new bosses, you're finding new things that you can go back and like re build i think Mm. as far as progression goes maybe instead of having a bonfire you go back and like you find like a mech garage and we get a fun cool mech garage character like a mechanic character yeah you get like uh, like, hey how's it going yeah the mechanic lady from final fantasy 16 the one with the cool hat and the yellow jacket what's her Um, name is it amy amy i think Final Fantasy 15 had Sid. Is that who you're digging for? Is that who I'm thinking? No, it's not yeah. Sid. Is it Sid? Sid the mechanic fine. from Final Fantasy 15 is Sid. I believe it's Sydney because it's a girl and you don't want to get it mixed up with the guy Sid. Guys, it's Oh, that's right cuz there is the Sid from the other one. It, yeah, Final <laughs> Fantasy I... has a recurring yeah, gag Sid where like yeah, if there's Sydney. a mechanic character, they've all they've always been named Sid, which okay, is a very fun funny. gimmick. That is a very fun gimmick. Yes, I was thinking of Cindy. Yes. Yes, we have like a Sydney type mechanic character that will help you like do your upgrades, help you relay out your control scheme, help you really synergize with your two players, with your two partners. With your two partners. Oh my gosh. Okay, I like th- I like this. I like this. I like this. Well, let's talk about what we're naming it. Is also is there any boss fights from from that we want let's to do look from the at Discord? our let's look at our Patreon boss fights for those okay, that don't okay. know if you're signed up for our Patreon you can join a Discord with Blake and me and when you're part of this Discord you can s- submit boss fights yep on top of that you also uh, I I guess we're plugging this right now I didn't know we were going to plug this uh, if you're on our Patreon you also have um, access to a private Discord where we do uh, monthly game nights with our patrons. 
Incredible news. Our Patreon Discord is already with us. I have a submission from Turtle Lover 2244 oh, that oh. just says Paul Bunyan is a kaiju. Yes, of course, <laughs> we can just fight a giant man with a giant axe Paul, on just, as one of our boss fights. Just Paul Bunyan just found himself in like a, a radioactive wasteland and just grew like 30 stories and they've just gone I, mad from radiation. You are fighting aliens from space in this game, I think. Uh, and, you know, one of the aliens will be Paul Bunyan. Just uh, a guy. Perhaps uh, he was abducted and turned a into a giant. And he's a giant even compared to you as a man. Oh, that's right. Or Paul, maybe he is just thing. a human being. That's right, because Paul Bunyan, he had, like, the ox, right? Or was it yes. Was it his pet ox? Does, was it his... Ooh, maybe we want to throw the ox in here. I'm imagining that would be his their buddy, right? I have, that would be a cool. That would be a cool way to make this boss encounter a little bit more difficult and demand that synergy from our players. Ooh. Quick, use the use the camera to look over there. Don't don't lose sight of that giant ox. We need to make sure that that thing doesn't get close to Paul Bunyan because mm. if he hops on and starts riding that around, it's going to make our life very difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, AJ. You know what? Um, I I am also looking at the boss fight, and you know what's really big right now? Uh, really. <laughs> Really tall, uh, dom vampire women. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, uh, Lady Dimitrescu, we've talked about her like once per episode these days, uh, has taken the internet by storm and is everybody's fave. We need to have a big, tall woman. And you know what did that? Actually, you know what I think started that fucking trend? Attack on Titan with Annie. And everybody was like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. you. You know yeah. what started that trend? I'm a real one out here. What? Monsters versus aliens. Oh my god, you're right! Big tall woman's! Big tall woman's! Big tall woman. I had a huge crush on her when I was younger. We <laughs> still, all did. Still do. Actually, that um uh the the woman who does the voice action is also very, very funny. Like just in, in just her like run uh her like live action work. Very funny woman. Um so we need a big tall woman that beats the shit out of our characters. That like a Titan esque character, I think would be pretty uh-huh. cool. So I love the idea of it being a little bit more demonic looking than Paul Bunyan, who is just a big man. Well, I think Paul Bunyan's a different energy too. I think Paul Bunyan is also acceptable because it is just like it's a giant lumberjack. But this one, I'm thinking, okay, so let's let's take a, a page from the second pa- Pacific Rim. The only time we'll ever do that. Um, there was like there was one character, Charlie Day's character, was like mind melded with a kaiju. I'm wondering if you could tell a story like that where this is a character that took in kaiju blood and became a kaiju. Like that manga you're reading, that kaiju number nine, where like that guy. Kaiju imagine, number eight, you were so close. That kaiju rules. Number, I, 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 I only know that name from one conversation you and I have had. <laughs> it's a good Um, manga so so take that concept where it's like instead of like just being like our average sized person that has kaiju abilities they just grew you know 30 stories high and are a kaiju now and i feel big tall women's that's a great guaranteed way to get uh, trending on twitter nowadays so one boss will be a giant woman that somehow absorbed and gained the aliens powers the other one is paul bunyan who is an alien Correct. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure we have our lore correct. Yeah, Paul Bunyan's an alien. What do we call in this game? Mech out is very good. Mech out is so good. I I want to just call it mech out, but I feel like it needs a subtitle. Yeah, mech out! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that mech out exclamation point, exclamation point, winky face does kind of also lock us into a visual language for this game. And that is like, that is something pastel-y in nature. Uh, oh. I, I, maybe not pastel but maybe like, this looks, maybe this looks like a Bandai Namco game. You know what I mean? Like it looks anime as hell. I think this, I honestly, while we were talking about this, I thought this was like a, a Studio Trigger style game where it's like Promare or uh, Gurren or fucking... None uh, of those are video games. Can you give me well, a video game studio? Who gives a shit? You know, the cutscenes can still be done in that animated style. Like Okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so <laughs> the, the gameplay itself will be like a, like a Bandai Namco, like a... Like a code vein visual look. Cutscenes mm-hmm. will change to a cool ass trigger style art style. Yes, yes. Oh, it's just like uh it's just like Mirror's Edge, like how they did it, where it was like that kind of completely 2D style for all the cutscenes. It's a really cool kind of like And ink. then the gameplay was this was minimalist like 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I. I think I that's love good. Mech out. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Winky face. Is it dot 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 <laughs> winky face? No, I just think winky face will be fine. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think that's a game. <laughs> Let's go to patch notes. Let's go to patch notes. Do you ever just look at Sydney Arum and be like, "Wow." It's a woman after my heart. Hello and welcome to Patch Notes. Uh, what are we talking about? This we didn't week, talk AJ? about what we were gonna. Pa- no, usually we have a brief aside <laughs> where we talk about what we want to like talk about in Patch talking Notes. Talking about Cindy. Talking about Sydney. This Orem week, yeah, you Final just wanted Fantasy. to talk about Sydney from yeah, Final follow, Fantasy. Follow her on 15. Twitter at at some at Capcom. That's at the way. Final they, Fantasy. Cap, Capcom wow, didn't not make even Final close Fantasy. to the right company. Nope, that's Square Enix, baby. But you can, I guess, follow her at Final Fantasy 15's Twitter, wherever that is. Um, shit, what do we want to plug? I guess we'll plug Final Fantasy 15. It was a decent enough game. It wasn't great, but like the characters were really nice. I didn't enjoy the gameplay, but I did cry at the end. Final Fantasy 15. You all should watch a playthrough of it. Uh, <laughs> No, play the game. You can, anyway. Uh, this has been Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design <laughs> podcast. Our intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I have been your host, AJ Hart, and I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made. <laughs>